Hello, Hello, and welcome back to Try Not to Die. I'm in it now. You're in it. I'm your DM, your demented mentor, Noah Perito, and I'm here with our lone hero. Lisa Condemi, a.k.a. Gorgonzola, a.k.a. Carrie Badshaw from Hex in the City. <laughs> you said it was bad. That's awesome. That was a great I, intro. We, yeah, we think Carrie Badshaw is Carrie good. Carrie Badshaw of Hex in the City? I did think of Hex in the City right after I said, this is bad, but we'll just go with it. I was like, I gotta juice this up. This is good. Mama needs her juice. It's on brand. We're, we're in the city, so it's on brand. We, uh, there, you know, maybe there will be sex in the city. Who knows? We don't know how I, this is I got an easily be. transmitted disease. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone toss your rats in your rat sack, and let's recap. I spent my 500 gold on designer crocs. <laughs> designer crocs. Designer cronks. Um, <laughs> Fuck me. I forgot that they're crocs now. <laughs> It's too late. We're twenty. Uh, we're twenty-seven too, episodes. Twenty-seven in. episodes in, and we've changed it so that we can have some marketing. All right. Last time, Gorgonzola said goodbye to the crew of the Feral Free to embark on her Aurelian adventure, receiving five hundred gold for her tenure and some parting gifts: a basket of food from Flambe, a pair of loaded dice from Nella, a student ID for a dweeby human named Larry Dilbert from Zeroom, and a kiss on the cheek from Ciceros. Captain Styx allowed her to take one of the coward boats, and the new Feral Free turned off back into the open sea. Rowing her way through the boat traffic of the Gilded Bay, Zola found a small spot at the end of the dock, leaving her rowboat there to head into the city. Seeing the Imperial Guard at the gates... <laughs> we really... We, if, you, if you aren't on our Patreon, we discussed in the afterlife how I just did not... Like pay anyone to hold on to my boat, like <laughs> just absolutely ditched the boat. The immediately lifeboat. left the lifeboat at Destined the end of the docks to be lost. <laughs> no one it didn't have no one no love for that lifeboat on the Feral Free. Faded. None here. <laughs> yeah. Seeing the Imperial Guard at the gates that led into the city, Zola turned herself into Larry Dilbert and pretended to be a helping an old man who was struggling to get by the guards at the front gate due to his age. And honestly, a pretty good plan. A really if good I plan. May say. I'm gonna be honest and say that like and you can obviously hear, we've talked about this on the afterlife as well, you can hear how much I wanted it to work. And when yeah. you rolled a four, like the guard being like, <sighs> is really me being like, fuck, I have to, there has to be consequences. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Her efforts proved fruitful in causing a massive scene. As when her lies began to fall apart, Zola resorted to using her astral step to disappear and reappear on the other side of the wall. If there's anything gay people know how to do, it's make a scene, <laughs> it's darling. make a scene, Hide darling. The shot. <laughs> I'm she, out of here. I'm out. Goodbye. I am out of here. <laughs> uh, she quickly found out that using magic without a license was illegal, and as these guards... <laughs> As these guards swarmed this old vegetable salesman while she used the ring again to transform into an elderly woman to make her escape. Now I need to rescue that man from jail. So many consequences <laughs> happening so quickly. So fast. Scurrying forward, she made her way through the beginning of the gold mine district, finding a newsboy selling some guidebooks and newspapers. My the enemy. two did not get along. My nemesis. <laughs> but Zola did end up purchasing a newspaper from which she learned... There was some unrest in two districts, the Sprawl and the Worship, where most of the cathedrals were. The Temple of the Wild, a cathedral to the many life and nature domain deities, was refusing to allow guards into the temple and refusing to pay taxes to the Empire. There was also mention of goblin sightings, as well as wanted posters for a group known as the Arcanist Gang, an individual known as Lance Orchard. Wanting to get settled and follow a lead on some crispy dumplings, Zola decided to take the rail, the arcane trains that run through the city. 
on the sprawl-bound honor line, Zola encountered a classic city situation, a self-replicating rat. The Doppler rats began to swarm, attacking her and her fellow passengers who, knowing these creatures to be more trouble than they're worth, fled rather than fight. Again, the previous night I had been charged by a huge fat rat on the sidewalk, <laughs> like a mere steps outside In the of real my world, house. for the record. Yeah, in the real in world. The real world. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. So, deeply triggering. Deeply triggering. After cutting through some of these clones, Zola began to realize the same thing. So she kidnapped the main rat in a sack and bolted <laughs> into the next car. Rat-napped. Rat-napped. Unfortunately, she was bit and infected with some sort of unknown disease, leading her to vow to hit up a clinic to get herself treated and still unvaccinated. Did you know that um, the New York City rats actually still have, a lot of them still have bubonic plague? What? There is, I, I forget if it's one out of every 10 subway carts has traces of the bubonic plague. It's like the only place that it still exists in the world. We're like, we, we have as a society moved past the point where it's like a danger that we'll get it and get sick. Great. But New York City rats have like the, like the red death. <laughs> like, <laughs> if, if bubonic plague, if you can make it here, you can make, <laughs> make it anywhere. It anywhere. <laughs> Finally off the train, Zola wandered around the sprawl for a while before eventually finding the Drunken Drake, the tavern she had been recommended by Ciceros. There she met B, the bartender and owner of the establishment, as well as Al, the alehouse drake who lived there. <laughs> so cute. So cute. <laughs> Love it. She spent some time eating pastries and nursing a beer before retiring to her room to change Stilton into a more city-appropriate cat and take a short rest. Um, Is Al voiced by Billy Crystal in the um, animated version? Of- <laughs> yes, we did get uh, Billy Crystal famed for being uh, Calcifer. Um, yes, yes, 100%. And some and some and weird buddy drama movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. Some other stuff. Was when Harry Met Sally? Yes? Mm, I haven't seen When Harry Met Sally, actually. You so know sorry. I, I will say it, it very gender-oriented. Very, very, very gender-oriented. Gender very gender Very gender darling. darling. Very. But an d- enjoyable movie. I um, I'll, I'll vouch. I saw him um, in a really weird buddy comedy with um, Jean Ralphio from Parks and Rec. What? Yeah, what? I saw it at um, the Tribeca Film Festival, and they both came out afterwards. This... But that's like my only Billy Crystal knowledge. I don't know what else he's in besides Howl's Moving Castle. Sign up for the <laughs> Patreon to hear more about Lisa's experience with BC, baby. Um, this so... is a really um, <laughs> meandering recap. Yeah, I'm we're so falling sorry. through this one. But you know what? We're at the end of it because that's where we are right now you Sick. are um in your small room above the drunken drake still and still snoozing on the cushion you put on the windowsill uh yeah though as you awaken he begins to stir as well doing that cat thing where they like roll on their side and oh i the, give them belly rubs yeah ask for some tummy rubs um immediately begins to purr as i said at the end of the last episode it's near dark now the sun has basically set on this Sunday, and the streetlights are filled with these globules of light that illuminate the grimy streets around the drunken drake like the stars are twinkling in the sky above you. You suddenly become aware of the soreness on your arm where the bat, where the rat bit you. Hmm. Um, you pull up your tunic and see that the bite looks much larger. Oh, uh, no. Deeply infected, ro- red, oh. um, swollen <laughs> against your green-gray skin. Give me a medicine check. Okay. Uh, 13. 13. You stare at it intently for a bit. You're like, just really like trying to suss out. It's, it's difficult to say the nature of this infection, but the more you look, you swear it moved a little. I will throw up on the microphone, so. (laughs) (laughs) Description done, but yeah, that's what you say. Um, so yeah, you are in your room. 
Um, it, again, it is like a, basically a plain room. You've got like this little bit larger than twin bed and mm-hmm. a small little um, table by the window. I slept she... with my feet hanging over the <laughs> yeah, mattress. Very uncomfortable looking for a half orc <laughs> of your size. Um, what would you like to do? Um, I guess I look at Stilton and I'm like, what What do you think about this, bud? I, I hold on my arm so you can sniff it. You see it goes up. <laughs> And does that immediate, like, cat gag thing they do where they're like... <laughs> they, they, they just, like, not even making noise. They just, like, ah! <laughs> just mouth open and rears back Whoa, a little I've bit. never seen him do that before. Um, looks at you and is like... Meow, meow. <laughs> okay, all right. We need to find someone to take care of this. Do you want to come? Do you want to come with? I'm going to explore around town a little. Meow. Okay. <laughs> I, I put a cat harness on him. <laughs> <laughs> like a baby Bjorn. <laughs> That's yeah, no, I baby him on my chest. Yeah, just a cat on your chest. Just absolute legs hanging down. Oh, my God. <laughs> just a panting a picture. Um, again, oh, no so pressure cute. for our fan artists, but picture Zola, <laughs> hair down now, because uh-huh. you do not want to be seen in your previous haircut, with a little cat and a baby bee. A little cow pattern cat. <laughs> so cute. Super cute. He looks like a little tuxedo cat, but kind of like opposite, you know? Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you are looking to you're gonna try and find a clinic is what I'm gathering here. Yeah, I think um I think Zola kind of like doesn't have super um intentions right now. Just wants okay. to like walk around the city, see what it's like at night, and then she might be like, Hey, is, is there like an urgent care near here <laughs> to be real quick before she leaves? <laughs> it makes sense. Um, yeah, so you can Head down the long hallway, down the stairs. You find that the drunken Drake is a little bit more crowded now that it's towards the end of the day and all of these workers have gotten off and are grabbing a drink. Um, There are little balls of light floating through the space, casting this beautiful, warm glow. And you approach the bar, finding a space while B finishes up giving out some drinks and handing up a little pastry to Al, who is sitting in the rafters. You want to ask B any questions? Yeah, hey, hey B. Hey, what's up? How can hey, I help you? Hey, room is great, first of all. Glad you enjoy. Um, I got bit by this gnarly city rat, so oh. um, is there an urgent care nearby? Or, like... Was it a... You know, did it happen to... Oh, was it a sexually reproducing? Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. is that a thing? I should have... Mm-hmm. You, you see, you know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Tell um, me all about it. Okay, well, so... Rumor has it that they are a result of some experimentation done on some rats using the clone spell. Oh, who would experiment on rats? Well, if you ask me, I think it's the government. I know that's pretty conspiracy theory stuff, but no, I mean, um, I don't know of it. That's our personally. world, B. Yeah. Glad you're on it already. Uh, we're on it. Yeah. We, we share two crazy conspiracy <laughs> looks. We're both nodding. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. I nod Stilton's head. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, you're going to want to get that checked out pretty quickly. If you don't, by the time you finish your next you know, rest, there will be a monstrous mutant clone uh, laying on the ground next to you. What? Yeah. That's so fucked up. Yeah, it's not an ideal kind of pest, if I'm being honest. I, I, they need to do a better job oh, about cleaning God. it up. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty horrible. All yeah. right, well, I won't let this loose then. I got the wriggling package. <laughs> oh, my God, you kept one. Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of a kind of a do-gooder. I'm just trying, I just thought maybe I should grab it in case there's a weird thing. Like, You know, 
I've lived in this city my whole life, and still every day I am surprised at stuff like this. Yeah. Oh, you don't I, see a person with a rat in a bag a lot? It's more it's more the doppel rat in the bag. You know, oh, a rat in a bag, I feel like, is like a typical yeah, kind every of... every day. That's like, it could be a meal for someone, so I, I'm not going to judge. But <laughs> listen, I would either safely re release that animal, or in my opinion, it is a bit of a pest. You could kill it, or... I, I personally don't know any, like... Uh, I, I, I'm pretty smart, and I don't even want to uh, deal with that. I don't know if there's anything... Uh, that anyone, anyone would do with yeah, this. Yeah, aside from either kill it or release it. Oh. It's pretty tragic. I apologize. No, I mean, it's kind of what I expected, but it just seems so weird, like, that no one's doing anything about it. Yeah, well, welcome to the sprawl, kid. Okay, well... Thanks, B. So there's a urgent care nearby. Yes, uh, if you she gives you some directions. Basically, like it, it's a 15 minute walk away from Great. here. So yeah, you don't even have to take the subway again and risk getting in. All right. <laughs> hey, is there any um is there any like scams I should know about? You know, like uh, every city has their kind of scams that you that you watch out for. Honestly, out here in this district, you know. It's a, it's a range. There's lots of people looking out for each other. There's there's great community out here, but mm -hmm, there's also mm -hmm. definitely some people who are gonna try and you know pull some you know you know the one with the cups you know, oh yeah, like with that the cups. One. yeah yeah, 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 yeah. okay all right no so cups nothing yeah yeah nothing I w it's your typical city stuff is this your first time in aurelia yeah for, first time really leaving my hometown well welcome thank um, you you know i guess the best advice i have is don't spend don't spend your entire time looking up at the buildings you know people like to walk here so Try and you know keep a good pace. Okay. If you're gonna do well, that, just stand off to the side pull so you're over. not. Yeah, yeah, pull over. Don't get in the way of anyone. All right, no abrupt stops. Got it. Um, people will help you if you ask, but don't be surprised if they look a little weirded out because you're talking to them. Because okay. yeah, but so that's my that's my general advice. Honestly, people are weirded out when I talk to them in my hometown. So yeah, it's I would say normal. it's a little a little more welcoming here in that sense because i imagine it's because of un your, your heritage yeah yeah were you gonna say un unfortunately uh, un unfortunately in the sense that it should not be done this way. okay not, right. not your unfortunate what? heritage Watch selfie. yeah i would never <laughs> i apologize i even came off that way i don't i have <laughs> it's okay i know I, you seem like a good egg well um yeah so if you head down the street that way take a left a right another left three more lefts and another right, right you will left, eventually right. find your way left, to left, the left. clinic right okay i'll figure it out yeah, your cat got it. And you see the cat, wow, <laughs> still and just nods and it's like, yeah, Thanks, I got this. Dylan. I got a terrible sense of direction. <laughs> um, so yeah, you head out onto the dark, dim street. And is there anything else you want to do while you're still in the tavern? No, I think I just wave goodbye to Al wherever he is. <laughs> see you, kid. See you. Find your beer when you're back. Um, maybe. <laughs> he winks at you. <laughs> Don't mind him. He's a he's. Out Everyone of wants my gold in this city. <laughs> Well, welcome to Aurelia, kid. Uh, yeah, so you head out of the Drunken Drake onto the streets of Aurelia, specifically the Sprawl. The streets are pretty filthy, as I've established. There's there's a lot of refuse on the streets. It looks a lot clearer, though, than earlier in the sense that there are just fewer people moving around, at least in this area. Um, the actual tavern that, you know... The Drunken Drake is a little bit more populous. There are a few more customers there, people mm. getting ales. Um, UCB had busily back to work preparing some pastries. Um, but most of the actual area seems, I mean, you're in an outer neighborhood. So it's kind of like yeah. things are closing no up tourists. earlier. Yeah, there's not many tourists. Yeah. So there's less of an incentive for businesses to be open. Um, you see that there are some businesses that are already like shuttered and closed. Mm -hmm. And even though it's only like 
potentially maybe eight o'clock tops. Okay. Um, but yeah, you make your way through the sprawl, passing mm-hmm. by the flickering lampposts. So after about 15 or so minutes walking, uh, turning many, many corners, mm-hmm. as I described before, um, you see on the opposite side of the block, this six-story square structure with barred glass windows and a double door shaded by a stone awning labeled Outer Wall Clinic. You cross the street, avoiding a chariot carriage, and head ah. through the double door. Hey, watch it! Uh, <laughs> head through the double door into the crowded lobby of this clinic. Benches line the walls, broken up by a few poorly cared for indoor plants and framed parchments of happy looking patients. I rotate one of the plants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you rotate it so it can Leaning. get more light. Um, and you see that the visual story being told by these posters that are like, look at these happy patients being quickly attended to. The stark difference from what's actually <laughs> happening here. The, it is packed. There are some people who look like nauseous or fainting. There are some bandaged and bleeding and bruised. Uh, this is a general clinic, so any sort of emergencies nearby come through these healing halls. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, you make your way to the front after waiting in line for a few moments and find yourself standing before a plump half-elven woman with short dyed purple hair. Uh, she wears red scrubs and is filling out some forms wordlessly, placing a parchment on the counter without even looking at you um, and putting a little quill next to it. I write down my name and uh, walk in. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, so she grabs the sheet from you, takes a uh, quick scan. I imagine you put like, I've got a bad bite. <laughs> <laughs> Rat bite, walk in, uh, 8, 17 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> she, takes a quick, she takes a quick scan at this another one uh, it's gonna be like 45 minutes to an hour is that okay oh geez i mean is there some kind of alert can i come can i leave and come back uh, you could try i'll put your name down and if you're here in 45 minutes i'll call you out and if you're here that's i'll you know that works okay all right uh what was Good your name enough. uh hmm that's a weird thing to do when someone asks your name i'll be honest <laughs> with you <laughs> All right, Gorgonzola. Gorgonzola. All right. Um, If someone finds me through the (laughs) walk-in clinic, then, like, you know what? You needed to go. You might as well just Uh, Yeah, city MD. I fucking hate it here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, you leave your name, um, and you... I, you leave the clinic. You have some free reign. You have, like, 45 or so minutes before you have to Yeah, I guess... I guess I'll let this rat go. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I had high hopes for him, maybe, like... But I feel like if I really want to, I could find another one, so... A hundred percent. I don't even... You don't even need to roll for that. I'll tell you, this is not the only doppelrat in the city of Aurelia. Yeah. <laughs> I find, um, like, a little alley, and I find, like, a garbage can, and I, I l- gently... Uh, let him crawl out. I open up the bag and I let him crawl out into the garbage. Yeah, you see it like scurry out and go into the garbage. You see Stillin's eyes do that immediate dilate thing. The cat stares and starts like wiggling in the wiggling peel. Wiggling in the peel. <laughs> 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 <Stilton>. <laughs> that the one's diseased. <laughs> um, nods begrudgingly. Wow, they really just didn't say anything about my cat in the walk-in clinic. I thought I'd get in trouble. <laughs> this is a... F- <laughs> just based on what you saw in that clinic, you would say that this is probably the, one of the least concerning things that walks in. I didn't see in. any hand sanitizer in there. It was filthy. Um, <laughs> also, I just want to say how much I hate this year because I, you were like, you walk in and it's crowded and I immediately started to get anxious. <laughs> you were like, like, should I leave? Are they wearing should their I masks? Back? Are they six feet apart? I know. I, I... Even describing it, I was like, I've recently been to a clinic to get tested and I'm like picturing that exact thing with everyone crowding outside. Mm-hmm. Um, 
<laughs> Let's jump back into anyway, the Anyway, back into our fantasy world. <laughs> uh, where so things aren't terrible. While you're in the alley, why don't you give me a perception check? Sure. I have like plus 10 to this, Yes, right? I think you have now have triple per- proficiency. <laughs> I got 10, so that's a dirty 20. <laughs> <laughs> I really, for a second I was like, that tracks, okay, yeah. Cool. Um, I got a 10. A 10. Um, you hear just barely, and I, and like, Literally, this was the bare minimum. You had to get 10 for this. Okay. You hear like a, oh, from like a few alleys over. Mm. Um, does it sound like a child or an animal? Give me an insight check. Okay. 12. 12. It was a pained yelp. Um, it sounded like it would be from a humanoid rather than like a, it's not like a cat, like, meow, yeah. or anything. So it seems like it would be someone in pain. Um, do you need help? Uh, you call out. You wait, no response. All right, still in. Maybe this is someone taking advantage of a country girl in a big city, but I know someone in pain when I hear it. All right, I start stomping off. (laughs) Uh, Are you going stealthily or are you just going over? (laughs) No, I'm just going over. Okay. (laughs) You um, move towards this alley. You head down the street, uh, keeping along the sidewalks, you pass by a few shuttered buildings because it's now after sundown. Um, you hear another kind of ah, like pained yelp as you're getting closer to help you kind of track where you're going. Um, and it's not again, it's not the sounds of like combat. It yeah. is just someone just actively being injured. Um, and as you peek around, you see three buff looking guards in the shadows clad in gold chainmail with their bristling red centurion helmets, all standing around what looks to be a small cloaked figure in these like filthy torn rags. One of the guards gives a swift kick to its head, sending it tumbling back with another whelp. Uh, and it lies on its back now near the end of this alley amongst the trash cans and refuse that the Imperial guards just ignore and begin to approach this sick looking creature. Hey, what are you doing? Mind your own business. Grimy little fucking monster, you make me sick. One of the other guards spits on the creature as it winces and another, this clean shaven man steps forward. What do you think, Finrar? Do we bring her in warm or cold? Oh, no. I... Are you still here? I fog cloud. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I use the fog cloud that's inside the shard. You pull out the shard and feeling it glow, you watch as suddenly (sighs) wisping from it, this huge fog cloud begins to emerge. The guards turn magic um, and draw their blades. I need you to roll initiative. Okay. Seven. Seven. All right. Unfortunately. Let me roll for these games got an 11 10 and a 6 um they do not add a lot to decks but enough to put them over you so it's going to be the three of them first and then you two beefy guards and one a little bit a little bit weaker one um the language of fog cloud you create a 20 foot radius sphere a point within range uh the sphere spreads around corners and the area is now heavily obscured lasts for the duration which is an hour or until wind of moderate or greater speed of like 10 miles per hour disperses it so what's the wind force in the city noah (laughs) it is not 10 miles an hour you once you raise this up immediately the alley fills with fog to the point in which it is impossible to see you see that like the figures they're all like where'd she go where'd she go one of them is like mind the goblin put in the bag (gasps) it is their turn two of them are kind of like you see them kind of like using their swords, kind of like poking through, trying to find you. Uh, they're just going to make attacks with disadvantage, right. but they're going to be reckless. So they're just going to be a flat roll. Mm. So two two are attacking you. 
Oh my goodness. Um, that is an 18 and a nat 20, which would be a 25. No. No, indeed. So you take... It's... I will shield so that the 18 doesn't hit me. Okay, so then the first one the first one you block, you take no damage on that one. Um, but the second, you are going to take... Um, not great at all. Um, seven plus three, you take 10 damage. Um, as swinging, like, carelessly into the fog, one of them manages to hit you. I got her! I got her! She's over here! Um, it is now your turn. You don't got nothing! <laughs> you ain't got nothing! Let me ask you a question. Could I, um... If I try and lightning lure someone, can I try and do non-lethal damage? Or is that a situation where it would... Like, if this person's already unconscious, like, I would accidentally kill them. I will I will say you can roll an Arcana check to see how well you can use your spell. Okay. That's how I would do that. Um, yeah, I want to try and um, run through the fog towards where I last saw the goblin laying and try and lightning lure the goblin towards me. All right. Uh, what is the range of lightning lure? 15 feet. Uh, 15 feet. Okay, so... Yes, the fog cloud has covered the whole alley, which is from where you're standing 20 feet forward, basically. The rules are you can avoid an opportunity attack if you're staying within the... The, the space of the creature. Yeah. So if I don't move out of like melee range. Yeah, I think you, because you're never moving out, you don't take opportunity attacks. So yes, you can do that. You, okay. you move forward and immediately crackling from your hand, the lightning lure begins to emerge. Describe how you do this and tell me what I need to roll. Okay, I'm going to try um, and lasso with my lightning energy uh, and grab this little goblin and pull it towards me. Okay. Um, it says the target must succeed on a strength saving throw or be pulled up to 10 feet in a straight line. But if- um, It's gonna roll with disadvantage. Only because- Yeah, I was gonna say, isn't it prone? Yeah, so, it's prone. So, yeah, um, a strength saving throw is- And it's only rolling because it doesn't know what's happening. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, if you were like, I'm saving you. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, <laughs> but like, um, so what we're gonna do is you're gonna roll an arcana check. Yes, I will to try and not damage disadvantage. person. That's a two, so definitely this little <gasps> goblin fails. Nat 20. Nat 20. Oh my goodness. You, it's as if you had, you've been practicing with this lightning lure. You yeah. throw it forward. It's kind of zigs through the crowd and wraps around this goblin. Oh, what? Whoa. And it's <laughs> yank it through the crowd. Um, it comes all the, what is it? Movement of how, how much does it get pulled towards you? All the way? It get pulled um, 10 feet in a straight line towards me. Okay, so it is pulled essentially into the mix where you are, but you are within grabbing distance okay. of this creature. And I would also like to um, unclip um, Stilton out of my harness. <laughs> With one hand lassoing, <laughs> the other one click. <laughs> I just unbuckle Stilton, <laughs> let him drop out. He lands on his feet. Um, and I want him to um, weave in between the guards' feet and try and trip them. Okay. Trip them up. Give I them will, disadvantage on I will have someone's them, attack. I'll do it on one of their attacks. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, okay, it is now their round. Um, the other one was trying to get Fun the turn. goblin in the bag um, and failed to do so on their turn. So now, obviously, the three of them are going to attack you. Um, first one's definitely going to miss. Second one is a 17. Last one is a 14. So only one hits. As you pull this goblin towards you with the lightning lure, they swing out seeing the light from the lure coming from you. Um, You manage to block one, dodge another, but the last swipes into your shoulder, cutting into the wound of this rat bite. I got an appointment in 45, so make it quick. (laughs) Oh, so you're going to the clinic then, huh? What? No, I didn't say a medical appointment. Uh (laughs) I have a 
dick gonna, appointment. Just, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> we are getting owned by this fucking teen. Um, last attack on you is a, a nat one. Okay. <laughs> so only one was going to hit anyways. You take... Oof, you take... Um, 13 damage oh, as what? this thing slices into you All with right. its halberd. I'm at 39. Okay. Um, it is now um, your turn. What are you going to do? Okay. Um, I look at the little goblin person. How conscious do they seem? On the edge. They're not unconscious. So, like, I would say, like, one hit point if we're talking mathematically. Okay. You managed to not injure them at all with the lasso. So, not unconscious. Hey, these guys seem like real assholes. You want to get out of here? Please, I, save me. Can I put the goblin and the baby Bjorn? <laughs> yes. All right. Um, I'll, this is, mm, I'm, I almost want to be like, it's an object interaction. Give me a athletics check to see how fast you can do this. It was an action. Yeah. yeah. I am strapping like basically a baby into a car seat. Like yeah, it that's takes six a seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thankfully Wait, not hold wriggling. On. Lift your leg. No, put your arm through. <laughs> just like, di- you, as you like kind of pick up this goblin, Clearly so injured, just dangling. <laughs> um, I rolled a two, so that's a ten. A ten. Uh, it does take your entire turn to strap this little baby. In. No problem. And then <laughs> this uh, little baby. <laughs> I will you. action surge because I got that back on my short rest. Oh, you get back action surge on a sh- short rest? Shit. Yes, you do. Use a one time for short rest. Should let me take that little nap. Damn, you little bitch. Damn. All right, so it's now your turn. Still in on the ground, still weaving between their feet. They're like, whoa, whoa, fuck, oh shit. All right. Um, I will take a disengage. Okay. I'll try and get the get the fuck out of out of dodge and leave lose him in these alleys. You um. So this is essentially just one alley off the side street, but okay. you do know that essentially if you're leaving it, you can run down the street and definitely try to duck into another alley kind okay. of situation. Um. So you use your movement thirty feet. 30 you feet. bolt out, just charging down the street with this little goblin like dangling, <laughs> like <laughs> completely ragdoll in your baby Bjorn still in. Pops out of the smoky alley <laughs> and on, chases son. after you. Um, you are you make your way thirty feet. It is now their turn. Okay. After her, don't let her get away. They immediately peel out, rushing out of the fog. Um, they one of them does not have the movement to get to you, but uh-huh. the other one, as it's running, they do have these swords that have a bit of reach. So they swipe out at you as you're running. Um, that is a nat one. And that is a natural four. Um, so you're Sucks just just up. quickly bolting away, but they do seem to be giving chase. Mm-hmm. Give me a perception check. Okay. This is kind of for two I'm different things. Really so. good at these. Yes, so this don't is worry. yeah triple proficiency. <sighs> Five. Five. You are again. This is a classic. Beat you feet. are just. <laughs> Beefy. No, I'm, I said I'm feeding feet. I said beefy. Uh, yeah, you you are so beefy that you can't even look over your own shoulder. Now, you're just bolting down. You are beaten feet. You are just too distracted by the chaos of this scenario to notice anything. Beef. Um, after your turn, you hear like a as something lands between you and the individuals chasing you. Um, you turn over your shoulder and see in a flurry of movement, almost like they're like blurring in place, this tall figure wearing a white mask with an eight pointed light blue star upon it and a glittering long sword in their hand as they point towards these guards. Um, they wear that exactly the outfit that was described in the wanted ad, this dark blue kind of robe um, that's tight to their body, but with like a starry cape. Mm, um, cool cape. Immediately the guards freeze and this figure speaks. Vile servants of the false king perish in the flames of truth. 
This figure raises their sword and swipes out. You see, uh, it's gonna take attack. That is a natural 16. You watch as the blade cleaves through the smaller guard's neck, burning with radiant light. They tumble to the ground, their head rolling as his figure takes their place between you and your attackers. Um, are you still you still fleeing? What do you? What's your plan? No, I'd probably stop and turn around because I'm like, uh, this seems like some uh, interesting activity going on. <laughs> You're just watching this. I'm pretty figure, nosy. <laughs> casually strolling up. Um, they call him the land scorcher, right? That's correct. Um, you see, as they approach, like the guards still freezing in place. The other two guards look much beefier than this one. They're mm-hmm. not going to go down so quickly. Yeah. They bare their swords and begin to, you know, approach slowly, but you could tell they're terrified. This figure um, glares at them through this kind of Rorschach kind of rag. I'll give you a moment to pray to your gods for forgiveness. One of the guards just frozen in fear, sword out, shaking. L- Lance Scorcher. The fires of the Nine Hells are cold in comparison to mine. God, this, everything this guy says is fucking... Sick. Uh, it is now going to be their turns. Uh, the two that are left, these big beefy guys, they're going to recklessly attack. A nat 20 on the first one. And a natural 19. Um, nat 20, going to roll that first. That is 19 damage as Ooh. it swipes into this this being, cutting through the cloak over and revealing this sparkling chainmail underneath. Ooh. That is that one's attack. The other one also swinging. That's another 11 damage. Despite these deep cuts just cutting away, you see the cloak falls down mm-hmm. um, and they now stand. This this being is as tall as you. Oh. Um, Landscorcher, as you now know them as, they look to be almost like superhero type muscle like very very like definitely kind of slim athletic not necessarily like that kind of bulky superman mm-hmm. but like almost like spider-man kind yeah. of vibe um sinewy yes sinewy um <laughs> it is now your turn in the initiative as you see they take these blows they snarl you can't stop the flames of truth Wow, all right, I'm feeling pretty uh, pretty inspired. Uh, I guess, you know what? I'm going to, uh, I'm gonna take my tusk out from behind my back. Shing, this massive blade pulls up. <laughs> Sick sword, kid. Thanks, hey, what's your deal? Um, and I'm gonna go into my uh, orcish frenzy. Ooh. It's a bonus action. You feel your vision begin to go red. Your blood boils as you grip the tusk and rush forward. Um, I'm going to swing on the guards. All right, take your two attacks. So this is a plus 10. First one is a 27. Is that going to hit, Noah? Uh, yeah. (laughs) Second one is a 16. 16. um, 16 does hit. It just hits. Oh, sick. Nice. So both hit. 14 damage on the first one. Okay. And then I'm going to try to hit the other one. Okay. You bolt forward the tusk overhead, swinging. 15 damage on the second one. Yeah, you run up and slice in. Their armor deflects a lot of it, but you do nick a part of them. They look like they're doing okay. They look like, despite the fact that you've struck into them, that they are not totally uh, on death's door, if we're being honest. Wow, Um, these are pretty hardy guards. Now it is Land Scorcher. They look over at you. Danger close, cool with you, kid. Danger close? They raise their hand and snap their fingers, and you see 
this ball of fire like inches away from your face. Oh yeah, that's fine. I lean back. <laughs> just engulfs these two. I actually guards. needed a trim on my nose hairs. <laughs> yeah, you feel a little bit of a, any sort of a little fuzz that might emerge on your face is cinched off. Uh, basically, just got dermaplaned. <laughs> uh, they roll dex saves. It looks like one of them is going to pass. The other one is not. Mm. Um, can you give me um, all your d6s? Oh, chunky. Chunky. Whoo, baby. 24 math, damage. Math, 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 math. 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 Uh, 24 damage as this Woo! ball of fire engulfs them. You see one of them manages to stumble back, only gets singed a little, but the other one is fully engulfed. You oh, see almost like a silhouette in the flames. They like ah, scream, still in just a hair on the back, just arch. <laughs> totally terrified. You see these guards look already pretty fucked up. I mean, they're not down yet, but you see one of them is clearly very panicked, uh, looks at the other, Fenrara, do I go for help? And she uh, snarls back at him, stand and fight, coward. It is their turn, they're gonna attack recklessly. They snarl and scream, ah! running to attack. That one is gonna miss on you. The next one is going for Land Scorcher. Um, and that is going to hit. But Wait, you did see- I use Stilton in my last turn? Um, no, I don't think you did. Can I still give disadvantage on that attack? Yes, I will say it'll take the lower of the two, which is still. Um... Stilton, do your job. <laughs> <laughs> that actually doesn't hit believe it or not. Nice. Um, so yeah, the, it clings off, it scrapes against the cloak, once again, tearing it open. I'm gonna have to go to a tailor, fuck you. That is their turn, it is now your turn. All right, swinging again. Uh, hey, thanks for uh, coming in and helping. I do what I can for the city. Okay, first one is a 24 on one of the guards. That will hit. Second one's a 16. 16 will just hit. Nice, all right. 16 damage on the first guard. Okay, he is now looking pretty fucking hurt. And, oh, nice. And 16 damage on the second one. Oh, I'm rolling goody on these D6s. This is the time, too. Yeah, both of these guards already look like they're in rough shape. The one you know to be Fenrara now goes, he's too powerful. All right, retreat, retreat. Um, and you Why? We're just starting to have fun. Um, immediately, this battle has turned very quickly for them. Um, <laughs> the goblin is still like, just like dangling in the, in the baby Bjorn. They look like they're about to turn to run, but you see Landscorcher turns toward them. You have not yet atoned. And snaps their fingers again and <laughs> another ball of fire Whoa. engulfs them. This guy's um, intense. They're going to roll dexterity saves. Both of them fail. Chunk, 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 chunk. Math! <laughs> All right, 26 damage. Woo! <laughs> these flames engulf these guards as they turn to run. And when the smoke clears, you see two skeletons in armor oh. clatter to the ground. Extinguished, gone. He turns to you and kind of kneels forward to like look closer to the goblin, places a hand on it, and you see it glow with holy light. This goblin. <sighs> Thank you for saving me. Nods to both of you. Um, the figure unclips the goblin <laughs> from the baby Bjorn oh. and helps him down. Don't thank me. Be more careful. And stick to the sewers. I can't be everywhere at once. Or can I? Leave me now. 
<laughs> and then the goblin goes, yes, yes, sir. And scrambles off into one of the alleys. Hey, what's your name? I'm Gorgonzola. Nice to meet you, kid. I am Lance Gorcher, the fire of justice that burns in the dark of fascism. Looks what? off down down the street, seemingly lost in thought. That's crazy. Um, I, we sounds like we kind of have similar goals. You fight for justice. I mean, I'm definitely fighting against fascism. Hell yeah! Fuck fascism. Uh, fuck fascism. It's the fucking worst. Fuck this government. Um, what what's your deal? You just came out of nowhere. You just like watch the alleys to see if goblins are being bullied. You see, they pause, sniff the air. I sense something. Points their long sword at your pocket where you have stored the shard. I back up. <laughs> I smell the stench of undeath. Undeath? What do you have? I mean, I just have a magical item, but it's not like, it's not bad. It reeks. I smell it. It's like stinky, stinky shit. What is that fucking smell? Um, all right. You don't have to say that I smell like shit. It's, it's whatever you're holding. It smells like shit. You're asking a lot of personal questions. We just met. I serve this city. If there's something dangerous entering it, I have to know about it, and I have to kill it. Okay, well, there's another goblin in here, so are you going to kill another goblin? And where? I Again, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I have Yeah, I have a magical object, and there's a goblin okay. in there. There might be an undead person in there, too, but I'm not going to show it to you because you're just a person. I don't know anything about you. Mm. What's your name? All I know is that you hate fascism. That's a good start, but... You can call me Lance Scorcher. Okay, again, it's wordy, but I'll go with it. If that's your preferred title, then who am I to... Thank you for respecting that. Yeah. It is. Looks often in the distance. <laughs> okay, you have an enchanting voice. Um, Guards do that a lot, huh? Yeah. Seeking out trouble. Picking up people off the streets. Taking them God knows where. Lucky this time. Wow, you've got a lot going on. Yeah, I do, don't I? <laughs> Gorgonzola does not know how to interact with this person. Um, all right, well, I have, um... Please show me this undeath. Um... I need to see what this item you hold is. Are you gonna steal it from me? No. Stealing's not my style. Killing's my style. But, I mean, I want to see it first before, you know, I do anything. Uh, okay, Stone looks at you, like, half nervous, like, I don't really know, but also, like... (laughs) <laughs> what, what choice do we have? We just saw this man incinerate <laughs> and decapitate three people. All right. First of all, um, I think that I need to roll um my tusk. Yes. Um, surge. You're thing. like you're as as combat ends, you begin to try and calm down. Um, I believe you roll a d20. Yeah. So if I roll under a ten, I attack someone. So. What's going on? You look really intense right now. I did roll under a ten, so I guess I attack him. <laughs> You feel, Sorry, I'm not trying to do this. <laughs> it's honestly kind of like you've, you're you going with this back and forth. You're trying to have this discussion as you're calming yourself out of combat. And you're watching them like point the sword at you, point at this object. They're threatening this object. Threatening my little scram. Your little scram. scram. Po- your little pocket scram. You're kind of caught up. Your rational mind is telling you like, hold on, like there's no need to fight this person. But the bloodline in you, this this in, this bubbling within you, makes you want to swing out. So I don't you, have to show you shit. And you take a swing, roll an attack. Okay. Uh, fifteen. Fifteen does not hit. They literally, with their left hand, <laughs> grab the tusk, and you see the glove tears, and it's a metal arm underneath. <gasps> and they hold the blade and shove it off. Big mistake, kid. Um, they're gonna attack you. 
Um, wait, wait, wait. I have a thing. I'll show you the thing. <laughs> um, that is a 16 to hit. All right, I'll shield. You <laughs> block the blade as it bounces off. Oh, tricky. Hmm. You now, there's like that anime pause where the blades have crossed. You stand in the alley. You look around. Um, there are some people just like, just random citizens like now watching in the distance. Um, he looks around. Tell me, what's going on? What do you possess? It's a, it's a rock. It's just a piece of crystal. A crystal? Show it to me. Uh, fine. Sorry I attacked you. It's just a thing. Yeah, you take a deep breath. You feel finally the red fade from your vision um, as you calm and come out of combat. I, I, uh, I kind of show him, like, the shard, like, in my pocket, like, yeah, you, a like, little flip bit. Open the... like, has anyone ever told you you're kind of a bully? Sometimes you have to be rough to clean the streets, break a few eggs to make an omelet, other metaphors that have to do with being strong in order to protect Man, people. you're going to make me late for my appointment. I got a big-ass rat bite, <laughs> and you're going on about justice. I do not have time for this. A rat bite? You got bit by a rat? Shtick. Yeah, I got bit by a rat. Was it a, a doppel rat? a dirty-ass subway, yeah. Jeez, every fucking day, these clones. Where do they come from? Where do they go? Are we having a conversation here, or are you just going to keep muttering off into the distance? <laughs> He is going to look at every time he says something, he looks away. Again, he's not showing you his face because he's got this mask on, but you know that he's, he's like narrowing his eyes it. and not looking at you. Um, He's going to roll an Arcana check. Okay. Zola is regretting. Zola shows people stuff too easily. Hmm. He like studies the rock for a bit. I really don't. This is the first time anyone's ever said anything about undead to me about this. It reeks. God, it smells like a big stinky dookie. All right, well, my friend is trapped in here, so I'm not, like, using it to, like, terrorize the city. Like, I'm just trying to find someone to get my friend out of it. So you can just, like, chill out a little bit. Mm. You hate the golden oaf? The king? The false king that sits upon the throne? I mean, dude, look at me. Fair enough. Mimi and the drunken drake. I live there. Oh, shit. Well, meet me there tomorrow night. Okay, what, well, what time? He, <laughs> he immediately turns the rest of his cape up and <laughs> disappears in a flash. That guy um, was a handful away. still in. <laughs> he rolls Did his the eyes. goblin already leave? Yeah, the goblin scampered off immediately after that oh, conversation. Okay. I yeah. feel bad. I kind of wanted to make sure that they were okay. Well, you did. I'll say this. Mechanically, um, Land Scorcher cast... Healed. Yeah, yeah. A, a cure wound. So definitely, and I just want to talk to them. Typical goblin stats. We're talking like thirteen HP. So yeah. fully healed at this point. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you are standing outside the alley. There are just two um skeletons. Actually, I'll say this: the other one who got decapitated, the wimpy-looking one, is was in the the radius of the fireball. So there's just three skeletons clad oh, in boy. golden armor laying on the ground, and there's just civilians and around. Civilians me. are kind of. Uh, give me a perception check, actually. Yeah, okay. you do see civilians kind of in the, not right around you. No one's like gathering, but you see some people casting worried looks. And... Yeah. Okay, well, don't worry, because I got an eight on my perception check. So. Eight, yeah. Well, even it's with an good. eight, you know that it's probably not great for you to hang around here for too long yeah. in case, even if these people don't like the guards, if they feel threatened enough to yeah. tell them about what they saw. Um, I point at the guards and say, the Land Scorcher, he's been here. He 
swung his sword at me. And then I just walk away and <laughs> turn around <laughs> and walk the other way. Just another Sunday in the city. Some guy walks by. <laughs> um, yeah, you, it's only been, I'll say this, it's only been like 10 tops minutes. So uh, before you that was really intense. Wow. There's a there's a five thousand gold reward for that guy. <laughs> Briefly, there's like a little sparkle and still. <laughs> <Cha-ching. in the laughs> wow. Yeah, price of fascism weighs heavy on the wallet though, so mm. I guess we'll see him tomorrow. Yeah. Alright, should we just go back to the clinic and wait? <laughs> okay. Uh yeah, you you make your way back to the clinic. Um <laughs> What a little encounter. Um, I did. I was. was, Spoiler alert. I was expecting you to whomp these guys, but what a crazy fight. Um, That was very crazy. Did you expect me to fight him? (laughs) uh, No, I completely forgot about the bloodline thing, which is something (laughs) I need to make a note of for myself. Um, So, yeah, you make your way out, uh, make your way back to the clinic, uh, and you enter in. You find a seat amongst all of the very sick and injured folk who have gathered here. Um, And after a little bit of time, you hear. Gorgonzola, getting called out by this half orc nurse who I is. I really gotta come up with a fake name. Gorgonzola! Yeah, I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> you stand with Stilton, um, like, you know, wrapping around your feet, just walking with you. Uh, and you follow after her as she heads through a door next to the front desk. And you walk down a long hallway lined with all these doors, other examination rooms filled with patients who are being attended to. Thank you for making a D&D clinic for me. I love you. You're my best fully, friend. I, I fully will spill the beans and say, like, I had in concept. This is one of those things where I was like, in concept, I have created this thing, but I have not written out an encounter. Because, again, statistically speaking, it was very unlikely. Why, that you would why wouldn't Lisa choose to go to the urgent care it's in like, their D&D session? It probably won't get to that point. But, hey, it did. Um, so yeah, you you head in, you follow after this half orc. She gestures into one of the examination rooms, and you, you head in. She nods to you. Um, doctor will be right with you. Okay. Uh, she heads down the hall. I roll up my sleeves. Uh, <laughs> yeah, roll up your sleeves. Get ready. You see, the, the wound has grown significantly. Oh, it now takes I poke up. It. The, yeah, it, it wriggles oh. as you poke it. It oh. takes up your full bicep now. It is just like absolutely I this mean, is a problem <laughs> i look swole under my clothes but still an eyes it very concerned <laughs> <laughs> looks like i've been really going off on the one arm <laughs> i only have i work out only my right arm <laughs> i work out right side only uh after a little bit uh like you're sitting in this examination room there's like medical posters lining the walls that are of anatomy of every humanoid that could possibly be coming through here uh and entering shortly after you see a small no more than four feet tall turtle she is she's got like a worn mottled black and amber shell that peeks out over her white doctor's coat um and she wears these thin wire rim glasses on the edge of her tortoise sloped nose she holds your intake form reading it very slowly hi hi so how are we doing today? Um, okay. I got bit by um, a doppel rat on the subway. Mm. I think I probably need some um, fantasy antibiotics. Well, let's just take a look at that, okay. shall we? Fantasy hydroxychloroquine. You hold your arm out saying all these different medicines. She fantasy Omnisa. Slowly walks <laughs> over. 
fixes her spectacles. Minocycline, whatever you got. Squints and looks at them. (laughs) It looks like you got bit by a doppelrat. Yeah. I can help with that. Great, thank you. Do you want to pet my cat? You see that she's like still reacting to the other things you guys have been saying and analyzing the wounds. So she's like, my name is Dr. Chelonia Tortuga. By the way, oh, look, cute tortoise hand just slowly strokes <laughs> still in who like purrs and curls into it. <laughs> Let me just get the medicine. Uh, and she turns and goes into one of the cabinets nearby, pulling out a key. This is, again, this whole process is very, very, very slow. She's like, No wonder the line is crazy out there. She's flipping through key after key on this. Not that one. Not that one. Need help? No, I, I'm almost there. Sorry, you're right. Not that one. Uh, eventually does get to the key um, and opens it up. Uh, inside this cabinet you see all of these differently colored like labeled vials um she spends just a whole minute like reading each of them until eventually she I picks mean, up one i mean this is her in a rush <laughs> it's packed out there i <laughs> don't worry i know that this is a very time sensitive thing so i'm here to help um pulls out this vial pours it onto her gloved hand and wipes it a little bit kind of lathering it and then wipes it over the injury this salve will soothe the pain and should kill off that mutant monster clone what yes you were bit by a horrid creature known as a Doppelrat. Yes, yes. I'm with you. The unfortunate consequence of experimentation done on these rats Uh using the clone spell. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Thought B was maybe fucking with me. (laughs) Untreated, it could be a problem, but this should help a lot. Give me a con save with advantage. Okay. DC is still the same, just trying to be a 12. Yeah. I have plus 7. 15. 15. Yeah, you you lather this on and immediately just like there's like a tss, like putting hydrogen Ugh. peroxide on a wound, but once the Sting bubbling the- yeah, once it stops stinging, uh, the bubbling goes away. You see that this wound has completely healed over actually. Wow. Um there's like that a was really fast. there's a gnarly little scar there, but adding to the many Blends scars in with that my you've gnarly been scars. <laughs> that should about do it. Is there anything else I can help you with? No, I mean, do you guys have a Yelp or something? I'd love to leave you a review. Patients do sometimes Yelp when they're in pain. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, still it looks like... Um, All right. This was great. It was also um, an incredible insight into what life is like when you're not in a rush all the time. If you could just... Not in a rush. Things are very crazy today. This is fast for me. No, I really did not mean it as an insult. You're doing great. Please I appreciate your care. Form. Okay, <laughs> back to the up again. <laughs> I signed the HIPAA form, um, and I want to get the um, free STI test. 
Yes. Um, <laughs> you get the free STI I piss test. In the cup. <laughs> you come out clean. Um, Great. I've um, never had sex, so that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, you never know. You can pick up an STI you're right. in a number of ways. Yeah, you're right. It's but, not, yeah, just yes. all intercourse. Yeah, not all intercourse. You're right. Be safe Thank when you, you do have intercourse. I will. Good job. Pats <laughs> you on the shoulder. I have to get to other patients now. Absolutely. I appreciate Thank your time you for so coming. much. Yeah. Have a great day. Have a great Good day. Good luck with the rest of your day. Uh, you quickly stand and hurry the fuck out of there as this took far longer than you expected. <laughs> like an hour. That was like <laughs> between the 45 minute wait and this like at least 20 minute long examination <laughs> and like the test. Um, you did not, thank God, you did not get any vaccines for Stilton. God knows how long that would have taken. That would have taken a while. Stilton, we're going to have to go to another clinic. Well, you get, you get like a, a little thought in your head from him that's basically like, I don't know if I need shots. I don't know if I need that. You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> not anti-vaxxer, but I am a familiar. <laughs> um, oh, so it is, it is late now that you're heading out. The stars are definitely twinkling in the sky. Um, darkness has covered the streets and basically you see that most people have made their way home you pass by a few people like walking in like workmen's outfits people finishing up for the day but pretty much the this part of the city is mostly closed down most of the stores are closed it seems like things are settling up so i would just like to real quick um ask you because i wrote down some of the things i saw in the newspaper i wrote down about the goblins and the sprawl i wrote down about the um arcanus gang and mm -hmm. the land scorcher but what what did you say about the church they're not letting guards in or yes so the temple of the wild in the worship district temple is of the wild. basically they have always had a tumultuous relationship with the government mm -hmm. and recently they have kind of fully stopped paying the taxes um and are refusing apparently to allow guards in um so it, se it seems like that is the extent of it and you see and the unrest that you read about basically seems to be about you know guards having to kind of like fight followers of people who worship there people who have mm. been like you know get angry at guards showing up there and like yeah. start brawls and stuff like that yeah all right. Um, yeah, I guess, I mean, Zola took her nap. Zola's pretty up, so I guess she's probably going to try and, like, check out another district. I guess I'll head to the worship district and walk around. Okay. Um, so if you want to make it there without taking, like, three hours of walking time, you will yeah. take the rail. I'll take the subway. Um, so, yeah, you find your way. You walk down the street. You spot another rail line. So you are going to be taking the honor line, the red line once again, the line that brought you here. Um, so you head that way. You find easily one of the stations. You head down below, passing by more of those like graffiti-covered propaganda posters. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a mostly empty station at this point, obviously. Um, but you do, you make your way towards the turnstile. So open all night? Yes, this is a 24-hour. Wow, uh, nice. Um, so yeah, it's, there's, you don't see any like station masters or anything. Station masters. That's not what they're called. Station masters. The station master. Um, they're called that here. So you don't see any station masters. Excuse me, station master. How do <laughs> I get to a 40 second? Let me just, no. Uh, so you, you make your way down. You make your way into the cylindrical tunnel. You pay, you know, the two silver. Mm -hmm. So you mark that off yeah. and you go and you head to the worship bound side of the tracks. Uh, and you wait for five 10, 15 minutes, no train. It's clear that though this thing runs overnight, it slows down quite a bit at a certain point. Delays, um, delays. Delays, delays, in. delays. Uh, you see Stilton just patiently sitting by your side, tail, you know, wagging a little bit. 
after a few more minutes, you suddenly start hearing that humming noise coming down from the track, and you see coming around the bend this sparkling gold subway train, balls of light trapped in these little glass bulbs in the front to light the way, and the warm glow of arcane crackles along the rail below it. It a number of the cars pass, and eventually it slows to a stop, and you hear the and the doors <laughs> open. Stand clear of the closing doors. You head inside and uh, give me a d20 roll. For yeah, <laughs> I look for double rats immediately. <laughs> immediately looking for rats. I got a 17. Okay. You actually, you sit on the subway. What do you do when you're on the subway in general? Like, do you, you have, you obviously have books with you. Are you going to read or is it more like a, you're just looking around kind of thing? Oh, you know what? I play with the cypher when I'm on the subway. Okay. Give me an intelligence check. Okay. I just break out my little Rubik's cube. And... <laughs> it is. It's kind of like a cylindrical Rubik's cube with a number <laughs> of like weird symbols all over it. Eleven. Still stuck. Not able to kind of get it any further. Hmm. You imagine that maybe if you keep trying, eventually it will work. Yeah, eventually, eventually I'll roll over. It'll roll over But as <laughs> I, I want to know how many times I've tried to do this. It's been at least five now, and I've failed every single time. And Captain Sticks failed too. Yeah, pretty much everyone has failed. It is. I will tip it's my hat. It's a high DC. It's a hard thing to crack. Yeah. Um, but it is. You know, again, statistically, statistically, That's you will cool. eventually, hopefully, do it. You actually head on the tracks. It's about a like 30 to 45 minute subway ride. So you. Can I take a short rest? Yeah, you can take a short rest. I'll say the whole, unless there's, this is the fun thing. You roll the 17, nothing of interest happens on this subway train. I'm going to re-roll some hit die. All right, I get back up to full. Awesome. Um, so yeah, you relax. Stilton kind of hops up on the uh, the stone slab that are these benches and curls up next to you, uh, and you kind of just sit there relaxing, trying the cipher a few times, but unsuccessful, unfortunately. It's all underground for this line. For okay. this line specifically, other lines like um, the glory line and the conquest line have moments where they come above oh. ground, but um, the honor line always underground. Yeah, you pass by a number of different stops as it plugs straight through. You obviously pass by the subway station that you had come in on. You keep going. You pass by a few more that are just, you know, very few people, but still some people coming home from work. Mm -hmm. Um, Eventually, you make it to the it's like there's two major stops towards the end in the worship district. One is Nugget slash Pantry Junction, where there's like transfers to going into the pantry um, or going deeper into the more like elite parts of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also says Mealplin Factory. So there's that one. And then there's the one that gets off at the Necropolis, which is at the very edge of the district. Um, and you actually don't necessarily know which would be the best one to get off at. So Mealplin, which is like the major granary kind of factory processing all food. And then the other one is way up north near the mountains where the necropolis is. Yeah, I'll get out at the at the necropolis okay. and walk back. Okay, that so, probably seemed interesting to Gorgonzola. Yeah, I, I fucking bet. So you, <laughs> um, you get out and you walk out into the worship district. Um, this district holds itself a lot differently than the sprawl, though in terms of quality of architecture and infrastructure, they are very similar. Um, the style of buildings, all the same, the, the quality of cleanliness in the streets is about the same. Um, you imagine that this 
despite it being a what you would imagine an important district, mm-hmm. seems pretty unattended to by the mm. government. You continue forward and uh, you see that the street that you are on, this large boulevard, leads to the massive goldstone wall where there's a single large archway leading out. It is closed right now. These huge bronze doors leading what you would imagine is the necropolis behind it. Mm. And you do see the massive kind of almost like beige kind of goldish stone of the Maramite Mountains behind it, towering above you. This is the closest that you've ever come to mountains before, and it is staggering. You see, like, clouds circling the top of them, so you can't even see anything up there, and you see peppered along the closest mountain to you are these little holes, these kind of paths cut into, and holes leading deep into the mountain. Deep into the necropolis. But you are not heading there right now. Um, so you, knowing that this this temple is south of you, you begin to head south. Uh, give me a survival check. We're just trying to see how fast you're going to get there. Okay. How exciting. I love to roll. We love to roll. We love rolling. I plus zero to this. 14. 14. I can't yeah. wait till I add numbers to stuff. <laughs> it actually, <laughs> it doesn't take you too long, actually. You head south, and it seems pretty intuitive. This district is, though, again, just as kind of packed in terms of the buildings mm-hmm. um it is a little bit more intuitive than the sprawl there's mm-hmm. there's some more main boulevards that lead you through streets are actually labeled exactly there's some i'll say this actually the worship district has more things that would be touristy mm-hmm. so there's therefore more need for signs to help people find their way mm-hmm. so you eventually find your way these are very quiet streets even quieter than the sprawl um, you get the sense that there's kind of a sort of um, reserved, respectful air atmosphere right. kind of here. Eventually, you find and see in the distance this massive, like, green dome with a tree bursting out of it. This oh. and uh, Like sycamore, but somehow even bigger. Very thick, these, like, massive green leaves that you can see even at this distance. It's the biggest tree you've ever seen in your entire life. And as you approach, you see... Big tree still. Big. Wow. Oh, the greatest <laughs> I've ever seen. Um, first words. Um, you approach. He was born on a boat. <laughs> he just seen like maybe Tre- tops three trees. Three trees. Actually, zero trees because you were in a tavern. You went onto a dock and then you immediately got on a boat. Still in. That's a tree. Just staring at it, it's wide-eyed. It's bigger than most trees. Yeah, they're smaller usually. <laughs> Feels a little bit more calm because of that. Um, yeah, so you seeing that in the distance, you follow that and eventually find your way to the Temple of the Wild. Mm. This is the largest and most central temple in this entire district. You've passed by a few minor churches on your way, and none of them were this extravagant and in the sense that none of them were this beautiful none of them had this level of detail to them it is this it's got this beautiful sort of saint peter's like copper green Mm. uh domed cathedral with that massive tree bursting through it if you look around the rim which has clearly been constructed to allow this tree Mm. it clearly was redone because Mm. the tree burst through the original dome Mm -hmm. um however many years ago that Mm -hmm. happened it's absolutely stunning, and as you look closer at it, you see that within its branches there are these little wooden huts glowing with little fireflies that fly through the air. Even as you're approaching, you see that the 
the the air is like it's got that like petrichor smell it smells more earthy it's like the first time you've gotten the same kind of nature feel and smell that since you left Paddlewick mm-hmm. you know from, you've spent like seven days smelling salt and then you came to the city and smelled garbage basically this mm-hmm. is the first breath of truly fresh air that you've gotten in quite some time mm-hmm. it looks like this temple is like the hanging gardens there's these gothic towers spiraling up with these flying buttresses that are covered in just plant growth it is absolutely awe-inspiring and as you approach you see that again there are no guards in this area Mm. um you watch as a few people pass by wearing these like green druidic robes and you approach the large wooden door of this temple you try the door i'd probably give a little knock give a little knock there is no response so you you try and creak it open and it opens easily this is clearly a temple where even despite all of the the pressures they clearly don't feel the need to lock the doors here Mm -hmm. um which strikes you as a little strange Mm. so you enter in and what you see is not the inside of a cathedral almost but what looks to be like if you let an abandoned church just get taken over by nature all of this plant growth just emerge from it. Mm. Everything is covered in moss kind of and church, lichen. Baby. Yeah, this is a church of moss. Church of moss, baby. Praise the moss. Um, <laughs> moss God. <laughs> moss God. Um, you walk through these doors and there's that first chamber where you you know that people like might get settled. There's some books there. But leading in you see this beautiful grassy nave leading up to this altar, only lit by these fireflies. There are no candles in here. It's only by bioluminescence you also notice that there doesn't seem to be any people in here um it is late so you imagine everyone is probably home but you do see before you lining the nave these bamboo-like stalks woven with ivy rising and curving to form archways that lead the path to the altar and there are wooden pews rather than like stone which you've seen is kind of typical here and they're just covered in as i said lush clean looking moss and lichens you see along the sides of this main chamber there are some verdant gardens kind of tiered almost like rice patties like Mm -hmm. multiple tiers these smaller kind of rectangular spaces uh, and the ones closest to you are just fresh loam like this beautiful dark dirt some of which seems to have been disturbed slightly as if there had been seeds planted into it um give me a religion check okay not one not one i'm super connected to god (laughs) jantea i love you i'm trying to keep us still in from uh you see he's like chasing little fireflies and stuff like that yeah you you are kind of distracted by the majesty of this place you you hear like you're just like whoa this is like a forest within a cathedral there's like the occasional one ah like a call of a bird and like some buzzing of some insects that's a really good crow noise uh, thank you I, I i i practiced um you see of course there are some pigeons perched in the rafters like amongst the trees and stuff like that but you don't really know the i guess the best way of putting this is the temple of shantaya that is in your hometown is clearly 
the most basic form of worship for mm. this kind of god. There, this being the like capital essentially of this of the religion in this area uh, or on this continent, it leads you to at least believe that like, huh, this must be how they really do it when they have all the resources slash yeah. when it's like a they've had someone who spiritually knows everything and can lead them. Yeah, way. ours was just kind of like a town meeting hall, basically. Yeah. It was like when your church is the biggest place in town, so you have like town hall there and like pageants and plays. Right. Yeah, it is it 100%. Was, most of the time it didn't actually function as a church. Yeah, and, 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 and tops, like, you know, in terms of like religious ceremonies, most people opted for kind of a typical bur- like burial outside of town kind mm. of stuff. There wasn't any sort of like sacred rites aside mm, from yeah. the typical kind of stuff. Um, you see, as you're like looking around, just kind of gawking at this mm-hmm. majesty, uh, you look up at the massive tree that grows behind the, mm-hmm. the altar ahead of you. Give me a nature check. Hopefully we'll roll a little bit better on this one. Yeah, I have plus two to nature. Eleven. Eleven. An eleven is <laughs> oh, enough to know that this kind of tree is not native to this area. Mm. It is from the jungles of the Veridantes. This, it, you like, you may not know it from like knowing the religious lore or knowing anything else, mm-hmm. but you recognize it because of the size of the boards that were on Driften. You were uh. like, oh, this shit is, like, this is the country this that would be able like to supply that. Yeah. yeah, so you you look at it, it is absolutely massive and you are just gawking at it when you hear a voice come from the end of the altar. Uh, hello? Can I help you? Hi. Hi. Um, Where are you? I can't see you. Oh, hold on. Um, this you like <laughs> see you see first this like gnarled quarter staff um emerging from one of like behind the bamboo stalks. Um, this old, probably like between four to five feet tall, albeit slightly hunched over, old. Man, he's got a faded olive green tunic and a long cloak made out of wolf fur. Uh, he he wears this strange like pointed hat. Uh, with further inspection, you see it's got like these almost like insectoid legs coming out of it, like lamp, cool. like like antlers. <laughs> um, he's got a long gray white beard, goatee, and thick spindly eyebrows that curl outwards. Uh, he walks out from behind with this gnarled lichen covered quarterstaff. Hello, welcome to the Temple of the Wild. Thank you. Blessed are you to be here, and blessed are we to have you. Mm-hmm. How may I help you, child? <laughs> oh, well, um, I'm new in town. And I was kind of just <laughs> looking. I'm I was kind of just looking. I heard... Well, I've heard about this place, so I wanted to see it for myself. Ah, yes. We've been here for hundreds of years. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Moss Peace Willow, the high priest of this temple. Hello, Mr. Peace Willow. Um, my name is Gorgonzola. Nice to Parma. meet you. Nice <laughs> to meet A lovely name. Thank you. You can call me Zola. Okay. Um, so... So you've come to to worship, or do you have any oh, questions? Oh, I I mean, now you don't even. What do what do you worship? Well, all are welcome to worship here, but of course, this temple is mostly dedicated to Sylvanus, god of wild nature, um, the wild mother, of course, Melora. Um, 
Shantaea, the goddess of grain and oh, agriculture. Know her. Oh, you Shantaea, the busty goddess. We yeah. Call her. Yes. Big ol' rack. Big ol' rack. That's <laughs> canon. That's that's in the Bible of Shantaea. You know her. Um, nice to meet a fellow practitioner. I myself am a follower of Sylvanus, but the two get along quite nicely. Oh yeah. I mean I can't say I'm I wouldn't call myself like a like a massive Chantea head you know, like or a, anything. Yeah, you're not a Chantea head. Yeah, yeah that's a, what grain they call head. Yeah. a grain head. A grain head. I'm not a grain head. Um, a barley babe. <laughs> busty barley babe. I'm a busty Shantaya barley babe. Chantea and her busty, busty barley, barley babes. babes. All of her angels are like these farm girls. <laughs> <laughs> Overalls and big old titties. <laughs> this is the kind of Good world building stuff. I am here for. Good stuff. Good stuff. We love a pantheon. Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, I I feel like you want to help me with something, but I to be honest, I just kind of wanted to. I saw this big tree. Ah, yes. This tree is not from here, is it? The haven tree. No, it is. It's originally, it was a seedling given to the temple hundreds of years ago mm-hmm. by um, the high priestess in the southern jungles, Cardamon Wild Spice. Um, oh, she she came here and she helped find the first temple long ago, before this was anything near the city it is today. And from there, we have been stewards of its growth and guardians of this this little outpost of the wild here in the city. Wow. So le- let me ask you a question. Um, yes, my child? M- Mr. Peacewell, um... Are you having trouble with the guards? Well, the nature of wild and wilderness is something that doesn't always agree with those in authority. Mm. Um, So, yes, we've had some trouble with the guards. Um, Well, recently, it has been difficult to raise funds, so it has been difficult to pay them the needed taxes that are owed and... They have come to collect numerous times, and they're not exactly the kindest folks, so Mm. uh, often people do get in scraps, and it's created a bit of a tumultuous relationship with the authority here. I'm not trying to cause any trouble, but it is the nature of what we do here and what they believe. Yeah, no, I mean, it doesn't seem like you guys are, like, big troublemakers or anything. Um, Back in my day, maybe, but not not now, no. Well, how... They collect taxes. How do you ra- how do you raise money as a church? Oh, tithes. You know, people paying, people pay, donate. Yes. Wow. I mean, I don't charge for. people. No. Yeah. Yeah. Pay. I just what you guys should have like a bake sale or something. Or. Oh. Hmm. I guess I could make some some I don't know, vegan cupcakes or something. Yeah. Do you need? Would help? you like some oat milk? I have some- <laughs> Do you like some coffee? It's a I'd love night. to try some alternatives. Yes, yeah. You know, come with me. Try. Okay, yeah. We um, try some different non-dairy milks. <laughs> he leads you into a back chamber, which as you push open this wooden door, you find that it is just as quaint as the one you left. Although this one is less like covered in plant mm. life. This is more, I would say it's a little bit more tended. There's like a small garden here. There are some bookshelves um, filled with all these different like green and beige and mm-hmm. leathery tomes. Um, and and there is a comfortable looking couch there covered um this actually made of clearly like 
hemp and like cushion like Sick. yeah like cotton and like natural fibers and stuff like mm-hmm. that um here take a seat um you you said you want oh, some some non-dairy milk in your coffee <laughs> yes yeah, sure um so he goes over and um he... zola's looking at silton like what do they mean non-dairy milk how do you get milk from a non-dairy animal yeah. Still and looks at you and it, you the most skeptical look you've ever seen a cat Stilton, give. Just like, I don't know about this. Zola is the most pro big dairy uh, <laughs> character I've ever related to. <laughs> Lisa incredibly anti big dairy. Zola, Zola pro big, big, pro big dairy. dairy. <laughs> to be fair to Zola, obviously the dairy industry is much different in this this non-modernized society the animals are treated with great care and are not pressured into you know when that when it's not the time it's not the time but yes he you see he's like pouring pouring from a small like craft he's like so you make this from nuts uh this is actually from some wild oats that we pressed with some water so an oat milked this cow is what you're saying well it's more like i guess non-dairy milk is a bit of a conundrum again Nothing wrong with dairy milk. It's truthfully, it's it's one a little expensive, um, mm. because it it does come from out in the pantry and right. there's some taxes on it. Mm-hmm. But then also, you know, I could make my own here. I can't really bring a cow in here right now. It yeah. might eat all the moss. That makes sense. Yes. Uh, so, uh, no, it is not milked in any way. It is more. It's it's oat water. I should just call it what it is. Mm, I. Spit the coffee. <laughs> just like back, back into the cup mm, as he turns around. I love and he's it. Not I, mm, I love it. It doesn't taste too bad, but this is very <laughs> rustic. You can so, tell. So it's like this isn't creamy at all. <laughs> um, yes, it's just so. This is a special blend of Veridontes bean. I hope you enjoy. Thank um, you. He takes a seat at his desk. So, what were you asking? Oh, well, just if you need any help. Um, I mean, what kind of help do you feel like you can offer? And this, are you? He looks at it and like gets a deadly serious. Are you flush? Do you have a lot of cash? N- no, absolutely oh. not. Okay. That's I mean, fun. I recently came into a little bit of cash, but it's kind of a situation where it's like I won't come into some for a really long time. Right. So. I mean, don't spend it all when just because you have it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm trying to hold on to it, and I, I don't, I'm unemployed, so. Well, good. You need to need to hold that. Yeah, cash. yeah. Um, in temporary housing situation, really, it's I'm flying by the speed of my pants. Seat of my pants. <laughs> That's both of them are phrases here in the capital, <laughs> so you're good. Um, no, I wanted to ask because I mean, if you're getting into trouble with the guards, I mean, I well, I you do look very strong, <laughs> but they they might have numbers on you, darling. They might it might mm. be a little too much for you to handle. Listen, if you if you happen to come into more money, it would be lovely if you donated to the church, but. There's no pressure, and you know, that's it, it's really no trouble. I, they, we do owe them that money. It's it's fair for them to ask. So, what does it go towards? Well, it's it's taxes. It goes towards the city. I mean, okay. I imagine it's spread in a number of different ways. I'm yeah. not too aware. The streets of are kind of dirty, though. Yes, I'm, some the, more of the care goes into the inner districts. That's true. Hmm. In my time, it it wasn't always like this, but you know. The new government, as as they are, they they've they've their priorities are a little different than the last. So, it's I you know, it is what it is. I appreciate the offer, but 
unless you can come up with an extraordinary amount of cash or overthrow an entire government and have, have a solid replacement, it's going to be a little tough. All right, I'm working on the second one, but for now... Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> that was that was a sort of a joke, but I, okay, go off, queen. <laughs> uh, for now, though, I maybe we'll work on the, um, on the bake sale idea. Yes, um, that would be a good idea. Perhaps for the charcuterie festival on Friday. Oh, yeah. Yes, we can... You guys should get involved. Yes. Maybe you could... Um, Ask some of these oats to give you cheese. Zola and I still not understanding how it works. You know? You could milk the oat. If you churn the milk, it will turn into cheese. I appreciate the effort that you're going through to try and understand. That's what matters most here. And you're not being disrespectful, so it's it's fine. I really don't mean to. No, you're, you're all good. Um... Yes, that's a great idea. We will we'll talk to the oats and get some cheese from them. But okay. in the meantime, yes, if um, feel free to bring down a baked good and we'll sell it and see if we can raise enough cash to, to, to pay off some of the loans and prepare us for the next payments. Okay. Thank you for your interest, Chad. It's very kind to see that there are people like you in the city. Yeah, of course. Cool trade. Thanks. It's absolutely beautiful. You live in there? Ah, uh, yes, that's mine up there. He points out a little hut up there. <laughs> nice. there. There are spaces here if you ever need a place to stay. Oh, thanks. We do have some staying up there now, but interesting. there's usually some room. Okay. Or you can sleep amongst its branches. It's quite beautiful. Oh, yeah, I'm staying at the Drunken Drake right now. It's, oh, it's pretty wild. Great, great drinks, great, great pastry. Yeah, yeah, the dumplings there. Primo. Pretty good. Yes, yes, yes. Say hi to Barley for me. I will. Okay, well... This is really interesting. I feel like I got some insight into the city. Um, and I'm going to try and come up with a great cupcake recipe for you that an oat would be proud of. Yep, that's... <laughs> yep. Well, thank you. It was a pleasure to meet you, Gorgonzola. You too, Moss. He he nods to you. You finish up your coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually he helps you. He leads you out of the temple. Yeah, I, pro- I probably go up to the altar and just leave a little gold piece. Yeah, you see that there, it's funny enough, it's at the altar, which is this um, kind of large wooden platform shaped like an altar, just mm-hmm. like you would expect, but it's all made of natural fibers and stuff. Um, there is a like large sort of um, planter on the front of it mm-hmm. where you, amongst the dirt, you see some glittering like copper and silver. Yeah. Uh, how much are you donating? I'll put a gold in there. Awesome. Yeah, you put a gold in. Um, he thanks you. And you head on your way. Is there anything you want to do before you go to bed, essentially? Is there any other places you're going to visit, or are you going to save that for daytime hours? No, I'll probably save. I'm probably getting pretty sleepy, and I'm like, you know, still in. I'm out of spell slots, so if I get into shit, I'll be shit out of luck, so... Okay. I should probably head home. Okay. So, yeah, you make your way to the temple, and it's after making your way there, you... You've got general good intuition. You don't have to try and struggle too much to find another subway stop. I'll probably walk to the other subway stop now instead of going back to the necropolis. Oh, okay, I'll, so you're going to continue south. I'll walk towards south. meal plan. Yeah, yeah. so you, you head southwest. 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 <laughs> die me, die. Southwest. Southwest. I'm not, I can't cut it because it's too funny. <laughs> uh, so you head southwest um, and you see like rising the distance in a similar manner, though clearly stark difference between the type of building. This large like granary factory, this mm. absolutely massive structure. One of the bigger ones that you've seen this far out. Obviously, many of these buildings are much bigger than the ones you've experienced in your life. But this is a full-fledged factory. Factory, with a number of granaries lined up against the backside of it, which is positioned directly against the wall that divides the pantry from 
um, the worship district. Mm. Um, you approach, you see that right now it seems dormant. Obviously, no one's working. Okay. Um, there are some people still walking the streets, but it's it's pretty scarce. Um, this is there's more than before because this is where workers would be. Obviously, mm-hmm. the more religious sector is kind of completely closed down. Mm-hmm. Um, so you head below into the red line, the honor line. Um, and you wait a few minutes, and eventually, again, you hear the train coming. Um, the doors open, and you step onto the train. As you go, give me a d20 roll. You got it. I fucking love this. Four. As the train clickety clacks along the track, you sit on a seat with Stilton curl up next to you. There aren't really any people. You see, like, some man, like, sleeping on a bench far over. Mm. Give me a d6 roll. As, as the train kind of tilts, uh, you feel something hit against your foot. Four. Four. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, you look down and you see a stone-like egg. This large, sizable, probably near like an ostrich-sized egg. Um, and it seems like it must have like rolled under these, these benches when things were a little bit busier. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, you see it. Give me a nature check. Yeah, I look at the um, guy who's sleeping on the bench. He doesn't have a bag, so you imagine it's probably not his. Your egg? Mm. Ah. No, that ain't my fucking egg. Let me sleep. Sorry. (laughs) What they say about talking to kids? Uh, 15. 15. You look at this egg. You lift it up. Take a good look. It feels like a rock in your hand. Literally, like it's if it were like petrified almost. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you, you look closely at it. And a little memory clicks. You remember that there are many creatures that lay eggs. One in particular has a lot to do with stone. This is a basilisk egg. Oh, shit. This is, um, and you know basilisks are these horde, like, blue lizard creatures that their gaze can petrify a person just by looking at it. Someone left a basilisk egg on the subway train. It's like a poachers or something? This is crazy. Stilton. What should I do with this? Stilton is pawing at it, just like... Does it feel warm? Uh, give me a medicine check. Okay. I think that's the be- that would be the best check. Yeah, I want to see if it's like, if the thing inside of it has died or... Uh, 17. 17. It... You would you you kind of touch it. It feels cold to the touch, but you know because it's a basilisk egg... One, this is a cold-blooded creature, and fair, two, fair. <laughs> they are not necessarily going to be warm at in like when they're ready to hatch or anything. Yeah. They feel like stone, and then it cracks open, and you got a basilisk baby on your hands. Hmm. Interesting. All right, I step on it. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Roll an attack. <laughs> um, um. So yeah, you just in, found this basilisk. I know. I took that rat, and everyone was like, "You shouldn't have taken that rat." I mean, do I just leave this thing on the fucking subway? <laughs> Um, you get a little sense um, from Stilton. Unlike the rat, mm-hmm. which was, this is clearly a comp, uh, rats are common, mm-hmm. but clearly it's like, oh, doppel rats, just fucking leave that. You, there's nothing we can do about that. Yeah. This is an item of interest enough and potential high value that huh. you could find a place to sell it. You could find a, someone to take a look at it and see if there's any like other insights. There might be, I mean, with a 15 nature check, you know that basilisks have medicinal properties. Properties like yeah. you can you can essentially extract venom from mm-hmm. them and use kill a horcrux. Yeah, yeah kill a horcrux. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, <laughs> you can extract spoilers for ex- <laughs> oh book God. seven of Harry Potter. <laughs> um, you you know that with that you can someone could cure petrification with this if there was ever hmm. you know like in terms of oh shit someone got turned into a statue but we don't have someone with greater restoration or whatever the potion that would be created from this creature's like saliva like poison would help so there is value to this item all right i guess i stick it in my pack i'm like i'll deal with this later (laughs) an excellent idea um (laughs) so yeah you you find this egg you stick it in your pack egg in my bag egg in your bag just walk around the city with a big old egg (laughs) um eventually after again like a 45 minute subway ride you you get off at the ending of the station, outer wall. Um, you head out of these the dirty, grimy um, subway station. You are fully, you know, fully healed from your rat incidents. <laughs> you know, luckily not nothing traumatic this time. Mm-hmm. Just an egg. Just an um, egg. You make your way through and find eventually yourself walking towards the drunken Drake. It's still like the globules in there are like dim, dimmer now, uh, floating around. You see Barley is like serving just a few straggling customers who are still there. And as you enter, the bell rings and she looks up. So, uh, you get your uh, situation figured out. Oh, yeah. I'm rat free. Well, thank goodness. It's, I'll tell you this. It is not pretty. Oh, you're like fucking with me. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. I do fuck with people a lot. But uh, when it's something serious like that, where you might just have a, like, there might be a dead body in, in one of my rooms. Yeah. that I clean, yeah. that is something I'm going to be serious about. Okay, yeah. fair. Yeah. All right, well, uh, can I get you anything? Hi. Oh, oh my, you saw, you went to the temple this yeah. way? Wow. Well, just to check it out. It's it's beautiful, right? Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah, staple ever since I've Are been here as a kid. Are you a practitioner? Uh, n- not of, not of Shantae. No, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not a, I'm not a deeply religious person. You're not a grain person, head, yeah. No. Not a grain head. No worries. No, yeah, no, no offense to anyone yeah, who no is. Yeah, no worries. Um, I, because I, your name is Barley. <laughs> he likes to point that out. So yeah, the the fact that they're called the Busty Barley Babes is like it, I w- you'd think I would fit in. You probably heard that your whole life. Yep, uh, and you know my parents. Uh, I'm originally from Meadowmead in the oh. in the West, so um, I'm actually named more after the the product there oh, than gotcha. the actual right. like religious connotation behind it. Yeah. Uh, can I get you anything before you head up? No thanks. I think I got a lot to. I've had a long day. Yeah. Well, welcome to the city. Thank I hope you, you enjoy People your stay here. People keep saying that. <laughs> I, it doesn't get any easier, kid. Um, I hope you sleep well, and um, thanks for paying ahead. Yeah, of course. All right. I head up. You head up. Um, you see, as you pass, you see passed out underneath one of the tables is Al, just a number of empty flagons <laughs> nearby, <laughs> clearly deep in the cups. Not buying that guy a beer. And does not need any help with that. <laughs> uh, probably gets it for free for a living here. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he's trying to get people to buy it. Uh, you head upstairs, um, head down the hallway towards your room, which looks out onto the streets. Room three. Give me one last perception check before you head in. Not 20, bitch. There Not we go. Not 20, bitch. There we go. You hear um, some, like, thumping coming from the room across from yours, um, which you saw. um, You remember Smite was the one Mm -hmm. who was staying there. Yeah. Um, And you hear, fuck. That sounds exactly Exactly. like Lance Gorgia. Yeah. And that's where we'll end our episode today. Oh, boy. On a nat 20, baby. I knew. I knew it was like It was obvious. Trigger. I'm sure all the fans like heard that and were like, great surprise, Noah. <laughs> Anyways. It was fun for me. <laughs> 
Thank you. Um, thank you so much for playing, Lisa. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to this. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you especially to our Eldritch patrons and, of course, our producer, Danny. Producer, uh, Danny Rose. We will be hailing you in the credits because I realized uh, that pretty much every single time we record this and we record in bulk to do it the most safe safe way, um, people subscribe in between when we release. So and I then we don't name. say your name. And then and I, so and I, yeah, we're going to do it remotely you. and yeah. make sure that the list is up to date now. I was yes. like, listen, we have a new person. We got to make sure that they're in the they last episode. Included. I don't want that you guys to feel like you are being neglected. You work hard for your money. I got I to gotta supply for you. So thank you again for everyone listening. Thank you to our patrons. Um, any plugs, Lise? Any sort of any social meds? Any of that stuff? You know, go check out some some of our friends. Um, go listen to Chasm Quest. Hell go listen yes. to Dungeon Wives. I am almost all caught up on Chasm Quest. I'm I am so almost excited. all caught up on Dungeon Wives. Oh, so now we'll trade. we can trade. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, ooh, it's getting good. Ooh, I love it. Thank you guys. Hey, thank you guys for making all this delicious content. Delicious. It is. It is. Mm, it is a beautiful palate cleanser between all the work that we do on this. Um, so yeah, thank you again. Until next time, try, try not, not to, to die. All hail our eldritch patrons, especially Andrew, Anita, Becca, Colleen, Claire, Emily, Jacob, Kate, Lucy, Nicole, Paige, Patrick, and of course, our producer daddy, Rose Evelyn Campbell. We thank you for these podcasting powers and promise to raise hell in your names. Till next time, try not to die.